We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello. Welcome to Talk About Flow Podcast, part of the Blue Wire Network. I am your host, Patrick Moran. Yeah, you know, I'm so sick of saying the same thing every week. <laughs> Joe, how many times? Joe, you're in, of course, I'm talking about Casual Friday. I, I probably, what, once every month, every six weeks, I complain about how I never have any kind of catchy opening and it's boring. I never have anything interesting to say right here at the top. You're either you're record. you're either saying that or you're you're like, man, we need better music to start off. We got to get different music. We got to <laughs> we got we to shake things up. We got to get we got to get like crazy music? with this. You no, I, like no music. music's great. It gets me in like a like a '90s vibe. It's it's perfect. Yeah, Aaron, I have Aaron on, and we've done a mock draft series for the Bills, and he likes the music. I think it's his favorite part of doing uh, the <laughs> the podcast is the opening. So, Joe, um, I sent the link to Joe to get uh to tape this, and I was messing around with TikTok, so he made fun of me already for, for uh, doing that. But he's still hoping Vine comes back. So yeah, back at you, man. R.I.P. Vine, man. Vine, <laughs> Vine, Vine was so fun. It was just so stupid, and it was it really allowed people to I get liked it. creative. You know, TikTok is just a lot of like lip syncing and dance. You know, doing dance. I mean, dancing stuff's creative. That that's cool, but. I don't know. Some of the rest of it, it was just kind of like whatever. It's, it's fine. There's, there, there's. Uh, don't get me wrong. I'm not totally crapping on TikTok. There's a lot of really funny stuff out there, but there is. It's I, I, just, I just miss fine. It's That's addicting. All. I, uh, I can't put it on. Like if I, if I go to bed and I open up my TikTok app, it's guaranteed sixty to, to ninety <laughs> minutes less sleep that I'm getting at night. By the way, man, if you're watching this on video, you like my cup? Can you see it? Oh, that's nice. Yeah, I do like that. It's like Jack Daniels, but Buffalo. Yeah. Is there, Jack, is there Jack Daniels in the mug, though? No, there's not. There no. Actually, there's not coffee, though, either. Actually, I have some soda, even though I'm not supposed to be drinking soda anymore. But uh, I mean, you know, there's lots of stuff we're not supposed to do that we do anyways, exactly. right? You know? What does it matter at this point? But yeah, man, I'm repping Buffalo, even though I'm so <laughs> sick of this weather, dude. We're taping this Thursday. Is it ever going to be nice again? And it's hey, not remember- just me. It's not just me, by the way. I know I've been complaining forever. I went on Twitter this morning. Where again, we're mm-hmm. taping this Thursday for our casual Friday drop, and people are bitching about the same stuff. It's freaking April twenty first, dude. And even when it does get to be like fifty, it's got to be rain and wind. There's always a hitch, and it makes it feel like it's in the thirties anyway. It's like, when is it going to be nice out again? This has got to be one of the worst. Again, I shouldn't speak too much on it because I've been gone for five years. Mm-hmm. But I hear other people speaking on. They're saying this is one of the worst winter transitions in the spring that they can remember. Uh, 
you with so, that? Yeah, I mean, it's. It, I mean, listen, it hasn't been warm. Uh, I. Over you, I mean, if you're watching, if anybody watches the video, of this you see me looking around, looking around for my notebook to see the results of our month draft to see where you drafted April, just so I could you know, <laughs> dangle that over your head once again of that thrashing I gave you with that one. But like, it, but it's it's funny I, seeing people complain about like how how crappy it's been. You know, it's rainy, it's cold. We had some snow. And like even people that are avid spring defenders that are just like, no, spring rules, fall stinks. I hate fall, blah, blah, blah. They're like, yeah, so spring, right. We, yeah, where's spring? Maybe May will be better. It's like, I don't know, man. It's Buffalo. It's Northeast. You may, may not, may might not be better. Maybe June will be good. Who, who knows? I mean, you, it's, it's funny the way it works out, man. Like, it's just, it, I mean, you just never know. You sent me into uh, research mode real quick when you brought that up. So everyone knows, if, if you listen to the show anyway, you watch the show, you know, every casual Friday, Joe and I do a starting five draft, including we'll have one today as well, where we pick a topic. Usually it's pop culture stuff, and we draft a roster of five, and then we put it on Twitter, and people over the weekend vote for their favorite. And we did do a, a favorite months of the year draft. And I'm looking it up now, thanks to Twitter, in uh, <laughs> August 6, 2021. So this was last year. And by the way, I mean, we had to take 10 and there was only 12 options. So right. I did draft April. I regret it. <laughs> Where did you draft it? How soon? How it was my last pick. It was my last pick. I'll give you credit for that, at least. You were, you were kind of, it was like April, February, or March, I think. That was one picks. of those polls where you crushed me, man. Let's see. Yeah. yeah you, you won yeah. 80 to 20. <laughs> you took September, June, October, May, November. I took July, December, March, August, and April. Yeah, March is sucks and April sucks. God. So I, I did deserve that. I deserve the ass whooping that I got, man. There's a... <laughs> <laughs> there's no I question mean, about it man but whatever. it's uh it's it's a tough one but like hey i mean yeah i, I don't know, I, don't know. I, I saw i what was it brian Koziel complaining that he hasn't been able to go out and play golf and it's just like man. make gary too oh well gary i don't want to hear it from gary man gary, <laughs> gary flies to like florida for like week for a couple weeks at a time and he's playing a ton of golf down there i don't want to hear it dude like i get it like you don't want to have to fly to florida to play golf but, <laughs> but before, dude like you're still playing more than like you know 95 percent of the people around here before we get into a little bit of bills and savers stuff today and again do our 35 i do want to ask because all right so you got over twenty thousand followers on twitter yeah. You made a nice name for yourself, especially in the Buffalo market. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure along the ways over the years, you've probably had some trolls and some idiots oh, come buddy. at you. And I'm Let sure we could probably have a whole podcast full of these stories. I'm asking <laughs> this for a reason, though, because we're talking about our, our good boy, uh, our good buddy, Nate Gary. Um, he, Somebody on Twitter has been trolling him all week. And <laughs> I shouldn't laugh, but I can't <laughs> help it. I, I, this dude... Steve Salerno, whatever. He he blocked me and I didn't even interact with him. But anyway, this guy is taking it to levels where it's one thing to impersonate somebody else. He created, yeah. I don't know all the details. God, I wish I could pull it up right now and share the screen, but 
This dude went as far to create a fake Nate Gary football camp. That <laughs> Nate Gary has his own football camp because he thinks he knows so much about football. You know, he played right. in high school and stuff like that. Right. But this guy's fucking with him to the point where he created. And again, I, I shouldn't be laughing at trolls because all in all, it's kind of ridiculous. So some of these people right. are obsessive and it. And then it's not funny anymore. But this dude created a fake Nate Gary football camp. Now, <laughs> see, I uh, I I knew like I saw some of, of Nate serving justice back at him with his apparently being a creep. Yeah, like beyond beyond being a, being a total weirdo. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, uh, you know, just, I shouldn't laugh. I can't. I, right, that part's that part's gross. I didn't I, I didn't understand the 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 football camp part of the whole thing because I thought it was just like somebody played it. You know, somebody he like somebody he made a goof up like uh like a graphic or something like that and i was like whatever i didn't re i didn't understand it was a whole twitter account saying that it was the nate geary football camp <laughs> i didn't know that was what it was because that's way funnier that's way 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 yeah, funnier and extremely funny. internet that is oh man that's <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that's even better Nate oh, Gary football camp. I, I love nate i i think that shit's hilarious but i i probably shouldn't I yeah know, I mean, again, i'm kind of I, I kind of feel like i'm inviting people out there to make good trolls yeah. and no you know, please so, please don't well make a good troll account don't make a crap right at least like, be make, good. make it funny don't make it hurtful or insulting just you know <laughs> I, be funny about it like being funny is the best part sure at this point of the year dude it's like especially bills and sabers fans we're, we're kind of and I, i'm in this one kind of transitioning a little bit here into some draft stuff i i think we're just so tired of everything else it's just, this season feels so long i'm talking about draft season mm-hmm. with mock drafts and stuff like that and of course if you cover the bills if you talk about the bills you're on twitter all the time you know talking about what you think is going to happen and talking mm-hmm. about this guy and that guy and the other guy it's been going on for weeks now and at some point, I, I think we get fatigued talking about it. And I think to some extent, I think fans probably are, have had enough reading about it because it's tough. Look, Joe, at the end of the day, and I'm sure you, you understand this too, mm-hmm. we could have, like I've had Aaron Quinn on for five straight weeks and we've done a Bill's mock draft. And I think it's been a fun exercise every time. I've learned a lot about players. We kind of go over a bunch of scenarios, what could happen, what you know, something that might happen that we don't expect, stuff like that. You try to cover every angle but at the end of the day it's impossible we have no earthly idea what the buffalo bills are going to do that's what it comes down to when it's about you know guys you you might cut or free agents that they might go after positions you kind of have a good idea but when it comes to the draft if you're not in that room you're not in that inner Mm -hmm. circle the buffalo bills or any team in the nfl for that matter you just you don't know what's going on and it kind of gets I don't know. I kind of reached the point of exhaustion when it comes to talking about the draft and just trying to figure out what I think the bills are going to do. When in reality, we don't know shit. We don't. Yeah. How much, how much of that is, is, is because the draft talk starts five seconds after the Super Bowl's over. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, the, the first mock drafts from everybody comes out. I mean, well, I mean, everybody's, a lot of people are doing them throughout you know, throughout the playoffs as, you know, as teams get slotted in. Sure. But I mean, you know, once your team's out, you're just like, okay, you know, what's next? It's the draft. You know, it's it's part of the the whole NFL dominate the news cycle 24-7, 365. Like that's, you know, that's the part. They, that's why they moved it to later in April because they wanted to get it after OTAs and, 
and you know have it all staggered out so you're talking football nonstop, yeah. which is brilliant. It, I, it works. You, don't get me wrong. That is, they figured it out, man. Like they got the NFL is the perfect you know media sport. You know as far as it's everything. You know they get the best ratings. You know it's one game a week. Like you, you don't have to hold anybody's attention for like multiple games a week. Yeah, it's you know it's perfect. But like the draft stuff, man. Like if you don't have anything to occupy your time, otherwise, like you are just you are spinning your wheels trying to figure out what you're going to do. Unless your team is like what top five, top ten, even top ten, you probably don't have a good idea. Top five, that's probably about you know you're just kind of like all right, are they going to take this guy or this guy? Like that's it. You know, you're not if they go off the board beyond that, you're just like, what are they doing? What's the matter? Then that's a whole other thing. But. It's yeah, hard when your team's good, especially which is something the Bills until the last couple of years aren't really yeah. used to. We're used to talking about top 10 guys, you know, so we'd be studying the top of the board. I haven't spent five seconds thinking about the first 10 to 15 prospects because I'm like, there ain't no way in hell the Bills are going to be drafting them because they pick, you know, 25th. And, and I will say, I, I really shouldn't complain because I, I'll tell you this right now, and I'm sure most people out there, especially if you create football content, this is the busiest time of the year for a lot of podcasts mm -hmm. and a lot of, uh, newspapers and outlets because mm -hmm. again it's a mystery everybody's trying to find out a little bit of nugget of information because in reality none of us really know and i again this draft is if, if you're listening to this on friday it's less than a week away now and i don't know what the cornerback just seems so obvious mm -hmm. but and i've said this brandon bean's history with that position does not equate to the bills spending the first round pick on a cornerback unless a great one falls there they don't take they like to develop and draft corners dane jackson was a seventh round pick mm -hmm. levi wallace wasn't even drafted and those guys have been the cb2 for the last four or five years now you know and the veterans that they've signed have not been big money guys they've been guys like Fonte davis and ej Gaines and josh norman you know inexpensive yeah. stopgap veterans I don't know that they're going to use that first pick on corner. I could easily see them taking uh, a wide receiver, maybe a guard, because I don't think Brandon Bean, we look at the team right now and we're like, all right, what does this team need right now that's going to make them get over the hump? I don't think that comes in the draft. I think the draft is going to be, Let's get a guy at the top, and it's the draft is seven rounds, so it's not just one guy. But let's mm -hmm. get a guy, the, you know, our first two picks maybe that are. It's not just about this year; it's about setting ourselves up financially for the next couple of years. You know, we might lose a guy at this position, and so let's fill it now and develop this guy now, so he's ready, and we don't have to pay this guy. It could happen with Jermaine Evans, so they could take a linebacker early, even though they don't need one right now. Mm -hmm. They could take a guard early because Roger Saffold's only here for one year even though they don't need one necessarily right now. Mm -hmm. um, even safety, Jordan Boyer, who knows if he's going to be around after this year. That mm -hmm. shit might get ugly, by the way. Yeah. Sooner than later, too. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, safety's on the table. That's what I'm saying. Like, positions where you're like, well, they don't need a linebacker. They don't need a safety. They don't need a receiver. Well, I think, maybe not today, but soon yeah. enough they will, and that's what you draft for. I think this is, like, something where um, if you're not drafting for need, you're drafting for – for future help and mm -hmm. you don't want to get you want to kind of avoid the positions where uh the cost for those guys immediately goes up you know almost right away after that first contract's over like if you find an elite receiver 
or an elite corner right away, that call, that price tag is big. Mm-hmm. You know, especially you know, it's it's a pass, it's a pass first, second, and third league. So if you find like an a, an exceptional receiver, you know, which I mean, hey, you know, the last what four, five, six drafts, the entire first round has been filled with great receivers going all the way down, you know, through you know one through 31, 32. So uh, you know, it's possible to find guys like that. Uh, but trying to get a handle on them and keep them around can get a little bit tricky. You know, I mean, oh, look at Stefan Diggs, man. Like that's you know, that Vikings had him, but like they couldn't figure their stuff out and Diggs became great and they thought he was a problem. Oh, okay. Enjoy mediocrity, Minnesota. But you know, um, but like it's those positions, those high skill positions where you, you know, you know, it might be an immediate help, but like if you don't, if that's not an immediate need, I don't know, it's kind of it's kind of a luxury, it's a luxury item at that point, which I mean, I mean, hey, listen, in the Bills position, that's a great thing to find because you know, we know that their salary, you know, situation, whether you know, the whole caps of myth thing whatever aside uh you know this the fact is you're paying alan 40 40 plus million a year that's a it's a big chunk of your cap so you know you got to be wise with how you get your investments elsewhere so if you get like a, a, a you know a top end guy fall in your lap at a position that maybe you don't really need them just take them i mean it, it's that's the roundabout way of saying you know best player available but also you know just you know just being smart about it just you have a if you have a great talent right there, just take them. You know, you yeah. don't, bills are already loaded up. Like they don't they don't need to pick out a position and be like, okay, well, at least you know uh, we we might be able to get some help at this spot. They I don't they don't really need help at any spot. I agree, hundred percent. Punter, <laughs> you got to take a punter in first they round. They might no. draft a punter. They might draft a punter. <laughs> don't be shocked if what, they draft a punter. What what a great talking point that would become. Like they're so loaded, <laughs> they took a punter in the first round. There's actually a punter this year who uh, Matt Areza who might go in the first. He might go in round three or four, which is abnormally crazy yeah. for a, a punter. But they might draft one. To your point, and by the way, I agree a hundred percent. I still think wide receiver is in play for some of the reasons that you said when it comes to money because. You look at it this way. So they just gave Stefan Diggs big money. Mm-hmm. And Gabe Davis is becoming a star receiver right now. All right. He's three years in, or he's going into his third year. You're, he's got two more years. If he keeps playing the way he came on last year, you're talking big money. Mm-hmm. Jameson Crowder, they signed as a stopgap for one year. If you take a receiver now and say in the first round, you get that guy on a rookie contract for five years. Again, you're 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 good with digs now. You're gonna have to pay Gabe Davis. If you want to have if you want to restock the receiver cover, you're not gonna be able to do it. Like Debo Samuel, for an example, there, there's rumors of him, you know, wanting to get traded. Not rumors, he's reportedly has asked for a trade. And I'm like a lot of people, you know, when, when you like for an example, Joe's a, a Lions fan. So I'm sure you think about him on, on your team and what he would bring to the table, which mm-hmm. is a lot. Yeah. Any team. But I'm like, nah, the Bills ain't going to trade for Debo Samuel because not just what it would cost compensation-wise, probably a first and then something else, but also if you were to trade for Debo Samuel, well, you could kiss Gabe Davis goodbye after this year or in two mm-hmm. years, I should say, because there's no way you're going to be able to sign him. So what do you do? You try to find the next Debo Samuel-type player in a draft where you can get him on a rookie contract for three or four years. That's the thing about being a good team. Which, by the way, finding Debo Samuels, they don't grow on trees. So, I mean, mm-hmm. that's kind of you know a very ambitious thing to 
to try to do. But my point is, when you're drafted 25th and you have a team like the Bills with no real holes, because they don't have any real holes, you could argue maybe CB2, aside of Trey White, who still has to come back from his ACL with Dane Jackson. But Dane Jackson did all right last year. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. I, I think they want to, and I think they will upgrade that. But there's no like, oh, my God, they need to get a running back or they need to get an offensive tackle or defensive end real bad in this draft. So when you have a team like Buff, that's what makes it so hard to kind of come up with what you think the Bills are going to do because they can go so many different ways. Mm-hmm. Now, your boys, the Lions, yeah. got a clear cut, especially when you're picking yeah. second. There's yeah. two defensive ends that are, you know, vying neck and neck for who's going to be mm-hmm. the top pick. Detroit would be idiotic to not take whichever one doesn't go number one. Right. Not so clear cut in Buffalo. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's a nice problem to have if you're the Bills. I mean, that's. that's sure. you know, oh yeah, 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 for sure. You don't want to. You don't want to be going into a draft sweating out and saying like, "Geez, I hope this guy falls to us." Like in this case, if if the guy that they've eyeballed slips that, you know, doesn't slip down him, okay, you've got you know four or five other you know players areas you could you could address. Like that's that's a great position to be in. It's. I mean, it's a product of putting it putting together a good team. You know, you, you don't have to sweat these things out. You know, I, I mean. You know, part of me thinks that maybe, maybe O line is 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 a is a safe way to go about it because yeah. I mean they, they lucked out pretty hard with Spencer Brown. Like yeah. they they lucked out pretty hard that he's turned into a pretty well at least based on one season he's a pretty good pretty looks, good offensive tackle. Looks like so. he's got a good feature. Good feature is a starter. I agree hundred percent. Good point. Yeah. Right, but you know, I mean, if you know, if you have any, and it, you can't draft for worry either, but like. Just for safety purposes, just to be like, hey, you know, you know, if, if bad things happen and you know injuries happen, uh, which the Bills have been very fortunate to avoid, yeah. very fortunate to avoid, you know, at least at, at, at except for trade, but yeah, right. Um, but they've been able to, to to steer away from that. Offensive line is one area where if they had if they lose somebody important for a long stretch, that's a big problem. I agree. Yeah, and especially you know what, not even just tackle, but guard too. Yeah, I mean, Bates only had five starts and they gave him a four-year contract. And Roger Saffold is a good player, but he's 33. Mm-hmm. He's only here for one year. And uh, I'll tell you, if, if you put a gun to my head right now and, and I had to guess who the Bills would take in the first round, I would not be surprised if a guard actually turned out to be the pick. And I wouldn't be mad about it either. It ain't sexy. Mm-hmm. It's not a, a flashy yeah. running back or a highly skilled receiver or even a, you know, a shutdown corner. But keep that line really good in front of Josh Allen. That's yeah. got to be, you know, one of the biggest priorities for the Bills. And by the way, before we jump into some Sabre stuff, I do want to mention, so voluntary workouts are going on this week. Like I said, no Jordan Poyer. I ain't reading into that shit, though. These guys yeah. are in shape. They're fine. He wants a new contract. I'm not going to say I don't have any concerns about that because I do. Mm-hmm. And we'll see how it plays out. But anyway, so a lot of players talked to the media yesterday and uh, as well as Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott, pretty, for the most part, vanilla stuff. I will say, though, Vaughn Miller, he spoke, and I don't know if you had a chance to hear any of the sound bites in the clips, but I will say one thing that I did find interesting was Vaughn Miller, when when speaking to the media, I I, I like the fact that he was pretty honest because he was Mm -hmm. kind of asked about what it's been like in Buffalo so far. And his answer was, I'm trying to make sure I, I say this the right way too. It, he sounded like he was still torn about his decision 
even after signing to some extent, like even saying, I can't believe it sounds like he himself was very surprised that he ended up choosing Buffalo over Los Angeles. Cause he's talking about how much he loves Los Angeles and winning his super bowl and Sean McVay and Aaron Donald and how, just how nice it is in LA. It's like paradise and coming mm-hmm. to Buffalo. It's, it's like, it's, He's not criticizing Buffalo, and I know he's happy to be here. And he talked about the facilities and how good this team is. And he talked about Ed Oliver, you know, and Stefan and Josh and all that stuff. He's happy to be here. That's not what I'm suggesting that he was saying that he wasn't. Mm-hmm. But you could tell that he still, and he was admittedly, still had some kind of surprise. He was surprised a little bit himself that he ultimately chose Buffalo. And just, I don't know, man, when I see so many of these athletes have these pressers and it's just so bland and vanilla. It's kind of refreshing to hear him speak kind of canon. And honestly, mm-hmm. uh, it's like I'm still kind of torn, you know, between the Buffalo LA thing. And uh, I'm a little bit surprised that I did choose Buffalo. And again, he didn't criticize Buffalo. So don't put any words in my mouth if you're listening to this. <laughs> it just, it sounded, it was interesting to me that he was kind of candid about his feelings about LA. So mm-hmm. I, don't know, I, I just thought that was pretty cool. I, you know, uh... I think I look at it from his position. He's leaving a team that just won the Super Bowl, can win it again next year, could maybe win it again the next two years. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's a pretty it's a pretty bold move on his part to be like, you know what, I'm gonna go elsewhere. You know, I'm gonna see if I can go win a win a title there. Kind of pull a Charles Haley kind of thing, where you know, you know, Haley was able to go from like what the Cowboys to the Niners, or Niners to the Cowboys, and just yep. keep winning Super Bowls. But yeah, he, won, he won like five. I think he won five yeah. Super Bowls or something. Yeah, it's like just that. an insane career for a great talent. And Von Miller's a great talent too. Um, but I, you know, it, it, I don't know if it's a challenge. It's not really a challenge thing. Let's, I mean, let's be serious here. The, the Bills are one of the favorites to win the Super Bowl. They are the favorite to win the Super Bowl right. as of right now in Vegas, anyway. Yeah. yeah. So and there's so a they, history. There's a history aspect to it, Joe, too, as well. Oh yeah. And that's not lost because if he does win a Super Bowl, and he plays in the Super Bowl, he'd be the first mm-hmm. player in NFL history to ever play and win a Super Bowl for three different teams. Matt Millen did it. But he didn't play for three teams. Yeah. Von Miller would be the first, actually. <laughs> I know your boy, Miller. former Detroit uh, GM, great. But anyway, he he would be the first person in the history of the NFL to play on three Super Bowl winning teams as a player. That would be mm-hmm. uh, that's not lost. Plus, the money ain't lost. Yeah, I mean, I think if all things really were equal, <laughs> I I got a sense if all things were equal, like the money was dead equal, he'd still be in LA, and I respect that. That's okay. You know, I'm not, I'm not mad yeah. at him over it, but uh. I mean, it, I, I don't know. It it's it's nice to be able to like pick from Super Bowl favorites, though. You know, where it's just kind of like, sure. oh, am I going to stay here where I want it, or go someplace else where I could win it again? Like, well, one going to Detroit? Gee, well, no, <laughs> I would question his sanity if he was just like, you know what? I was really feeling the Lions. Like, why were you feeling? They're the on the cover. Why? Like, why? It's just, yeah. <laughs> or I'm coming. going to Jacksonville. They've got a lot of like. What do they give you? Four hundred million dollars? Like, because then I understand. But. And I mean, geez, like there, you know, it's, you know, it, it's, it's a luxury thing. I mean, it's not going to come without challenges. I mean, Kansas city's still sitting right there and you know, like that, you know, they're AFC's loaded. AFC's disgustingly loaded. And but by the way, this whole Debo Samuel thing, I know everybody loved everybody in Buffalo kind of loved that Tyree kill got traded to Miami. What if Debo Samuel goes to Kansas city? <laughs> what if yeah. that happens? Cause it very well could. Like well, that, I mean, that's a possibility. The first I heard people saying, Oh, great, another great NFL or NFC player is gonna end up in the AFC, just like Devontae Adams. I'm like, well, probably. 
Because Frisco ain't, put it this way, Green Bay needs a receiver. You think San Francisco is going to trade him to Green Bay? No. Hell no. No. Why would they do that? They're not going to. They're pretty much I'd saying, be, all right, we don't think we could beat you if we're giving you Debo I'd Samuel. I'd be mad That's forever right. at them if they did that. Screw the Packers. Man. I think he can end up with the Jets. Don't don't be don't be surprised if he ends up with the Jets. The yeah. Jets, uh, they're, they're still not good, but they got good young players, and they were they were in fully on Tyreek Hill. So, yeah. you know, um, hmm. we'll see. It'll be interesting. Yeah, that's oh, that, that's a, that's a whole fascinating. Plus, Debo tweeted yesterday. He's like, oh, these reporters don't know what they're talking about. I'm like, okay, all right, man. Like, <laughs> sure thing, dude. Like, you know, when we see you get traded in a week, we'll be like, okay, what happened then? Yeah. All right, let's uh let's take a quick break. We're going to come right back on the other side and talk some Sabers because unlike this, where we don't know what the hell is going on, I think we're starting Ooh, to get an idea. We're starting to get an idea of what we got with the Buffalo Sabers, which is pretty damn cool. All right, so be right back. Thirty seconds. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. All right, I'm back with Joe Yurden. And by the way, for everybody listening or watching, next, I'm already looking forward to the next Thursday's show. Uh, got, we'll be on taping live right after the NFL draft, which is going to be late night Thursday. So between that, the Sabres have their second last game of the season going into their final game the next night. So there's going to be a shitload to talk about next week. That'll be fun. Uh, yeah, so the Buffalo Sabres, you know, we haven't even mentioned this name once, probably in three months maybe which is kind of funny because if we go back to last summer 
in the early fall, I feel like if I would have mentioned the name Shane Wright, that's all we would have been talking about probably for the next. <laughs> I, I remember at, at some pain point, for Shane. Yeah, that's what was it? Down the drain for Shane. I Down mean, the we, drain for Shane. Pain for Shane. Shame. <laughs> shame for Shane. Shame yeah. for Shane. Um, <laughs> if there was just so many reasons, it felt like that. Not necessarily the tank, but hey, the Sabers will be dead at the bottom of the mm -hmm. of the standings. And this was a year, unlike last year, where I mean, Owen Power ended up being the number one pick. But if you remember, it wasn't quite a hundred percent cut and dry the entire process that it was going to be Owen Power that was going to be the top pick. It wasn't necessarily a lock of slam dunk, whereas this year that is the case. And look, I'm I'm happy the way they say. Trust me when I tell you this. I'm very happy with the Buffalo Sabres right now, okay? I like how they're playing. I like that they're winning games. It makes me very happy. They're improved. That said, Joe, there are four games left, and standings mean nothing. But right now, they're in 25th place in the NHL, okay? That gives them the eighth best uh, lottery odds. Mm -hmm. Let's just, for the sake of it, for the fun of it, let's just have a little bit of fun here for a minute on Casual Friday. <laughs> and... Because, again, there's only going to be seven teams that have or things stand right now, at least anyway. Mm -hmm. That might change it over the last week. But as of right now, there's only seven teams that have a better chance of winning this lottery than Buffalo. Just imagine mm -hmm. you improve, you play well, you get Rasmus Dahlin becomes a star, Tate Thompson becomes a star, Owen Powers here. A lot of these young guys are playing better. Kyle Ocposo has found the founder in the youth. And you win the lottery, and mm -hmm. now you got Shane Wright coming too. God damn, how sweet would that be, man? Woo. Yeah, it, the national perspective on the Sabres would change really, really fast because the the whole like, oh, ha, ha, you know, they're the Oilers East, uh, ha, ha, Oilers are the Oilers, like that whole thing because they just keep winning lotteries. Yeah. Yeah, they, they don't become, you know, cozy, fun, favorite fan favorite team, you know, around the world because now it's like, boy, you guys got three like number one picks figure your shit out like <laughs> you can't be bad like that yeah, something that lance and i talked about on on maintenance day we you know we kind of we brought it up a few weeks back and then we brought I, I brought it up again this this past week but uh the weight of expectations like this the team that this team the whole year has had zero expectations uh, which makes it very easy to get over the bar and they have and they've done it you know they've they've been outstanding at doing that because they've had a lot of growth some guys really busting out that's that's awesome but next year people are already thinking playoffs you know like that that discussion's already had people are talking about this team being a playoff team this year if they had the goaltending which you know unless they unless they had dominic Hasek in his prime they weren't this wasn't a playoff team but um but this is you know that's that's the, where the perspective changes next season you know like it wasn't very long ago this team just had like a, what a four or five game losing streak you have one of those when you've got expectations one of those like this time of year yeah. people, are, people get sour real quick you lose two in a row people get sour even four or five forget it i mean we've we saw that already we've seen that already with with you know with jack and sam here before like that, you know, the expectation for them was just like at some point they're going to break out. They're going to this is going to be a playoff team. And it was that way for five years, five, six years. So, you know, this this team's they got a cozy ride right now. You know, it's it's a which is great because, it you know, it builds up the positive feelings for the future because it gets very difficult next year because, you know, the expectation for Don for Granado. 
for Adams and the entire team is that you're going to be in contention for a playoff spot. I mean, provided you get a goaltender and, you know, the, the team continues to grow upward, uh, you know, the, people are thinking postseason already. And that's yeah. that's where that's where the, the, the difference is, because if they because if they come up short of that and if they come up, you know, I mean, you know, listen, if they're in the hunt, that's great. Because I, you know, I think that's where that the expectation is. People have seen how hard the East was this year. The East playoff field was set in December, for crying out loud. I mean, like that, you know, you know, the fact that the Sabres started off so terribly, you know, which you know, you start off bad, you're you're fighting against it anyways. But like sure. they started off really bad. They were buried from the get go. Um, but like you know, it, it's it, you know the, the the East playoff playoff field being as set as it was means that it's a really hard fight. You know, even the teams at the at the 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 bottom end of the playoffs like Washington, you've still seen Buffalo play Washington and still have issues with them. You know the the difference between the playoff teams and the non playoff teams is very is very drastic. Uh, now, granted, Buffalo's played very well against some of those teams lately, but um, there are still huge differences. Uh, you know that's why you know, they're they're playing Boston very soon. I'm going to be very curious to see how they match up with the Bruins because the Bruins give them fits constantly. So that. That's one where I, I want to see that that you know the the last four games that they've got I want to see that game I want to see how that one turns out because that's that's the most interesting one for me never mind I mean the Chicago game is interesting just because it's RJ's last game that's it I, I don't care about Kane coming back down I don't care that people want Kane on this team you know to end his career I don't care about any of that crap but uh, but yeah this is if you if they if the ping pong balls fall in their favor again man. People are going to be like, "All right, you got to make the playoffs now." Like yeah. outside of Buffalo, I, I think even inside Buffalo, you get a Shane Wright. People are like, "All right, no excuses. You got to make the playoffs now." Like there's, I, I agree. No, you have zero excuse. But like, if you do that, you have a luxury, and then you could maybe move somebody that you're like, "Hey, we can move forward with this guy," and say, "Hey, wait a minute, we can make our team better if we can move this guy." So, but you know, I mean, you don't want to throw off the vibes, you want to throw off the chemistry, all that stuff, but like. It, it's uh, again, that's a nice problem to have if, if that ends up being the case. Even still, like they're, they're not going to get a bad guy if they still had to pick an eighth, or you know, they could pick anywhere from like what eighth to 11th. I think it is. They're still going to get a great player. It's just that it's not, you know, Shane Wright will play in the NHL next season. That's that's the that's the difference, right? And yeah, even if they listen, even if they got they got three first round picks, none of them see the NHL next year, which is probably going to happen if it's not mm -hmm. Shane Wright. That's fine. I still say the expectation to your point, which I agree with fully, is uh, it is going to be higher. You take a guy like Tage Thompson, all right? It's been fun this year. What a great story, by the way. I mean, mm -hmm. the guy has 15 goals in uh, 104 games with the Sabres coming into the season. Two full seasons, and I think he played one game in a, in a third season. So he's only had 15 goals coming into the season, and now he's at 36. With four to go, including a game, by the way, the Sabres are playing tonight. So hopefully... There's nothing crazy that happens and no injury that we didn't, you know, cover yeah. on this taping today. But anyway, coming into tonight's Thursday night's game, he's tied Jack Eichel's career best with Buffalo. Right? It's been a fun ass story, and he's been a he's been a joy to watch this year. And then you take Rasmus Dahlin, who became an All Star player this year, the first Saber defenseman with 50 points since Gary Galley, like what 25, 26 years ago or whatever. Mm -hmm. He's an All Star. Yeah. This has been fun. That said, to your point, come next year, now, I expect Rasmus Dunley to be an all-star. Yeah. I expect Dave Thompson to be a good number one center who's going to score 30 to 40 goals the next year. 
So mm-hmm. the expectation, when you do it, the expectation is going to, uh, it, it's going to rise 100%. It's been a fun, I don't want to say Cinderella story because this is a, a team that's in fucking 28th, <laughs> 25th place, all right? So let's not get too crazy here. They're fun to watch. They're entertaining. Mm-hmm. They're, they, they're improved in the standings, and they're still only 25th. But that said, come next year, and especially to your point, especially if they can, uh, you know, get a, a better goaltender, Mm. So to go with UPL for next year and we see what we have with him, but yeah, playoff contention with or without Shane, right? To me, it, it should be the bar next year. And I'm not talking like, you know, 15 points out playoff, you know, fringe playoff contention. I'm talking mm-hmm. about it's St. Patrick's day. It's the end of March. It's early April games that matter like this, you know, somebody's Pittsburgh's coming to town. This could be a four point swing, you know, those type of games that matter. I feel like that's going to be, and it should be, the expectation next year. Yeah, it's it, it, it it's it's gonna be whether you know whether you want it to be or not. That mm-hmm. that expectation is gonna be there regardless of you know where they end up picking the draft. You know that, that that's that doesn't matter. But it's you know I, you know t- the the Tage thing is gonna be fascinating to see because there's a lot of things he's doing very different this year with his shot and. Uh, you know, obviously his position, he's, you know, playing at center and he's doing things different there. You know, he's, he stopped, you know, toe dragging constantly and trying to, you know, dangle guys out of their skates. He, you know, he's cut out a lot of that stuff because he kind of had to, you know, you're playing in a different position. You're playing in the middle of the ice. You you can't, you know, just fiddle around with the puck and expect to, to get loose. But it's, it's, if this is the turning point season for his career, like if this is the, if this is what he is from now on, it's it's such a stark difference from those first three seasons. You know, his you know his first year with St. Louis, and then you know the next three with Buffalo. I mean, I, I pulled together pulled together his stats. Like he's got you know before you know Thursday night's game. Anyways, you know we we know about the goals. He's got more goals than he had in those games. Um, but the funny part is, is that he's he's going to wind up ha- taking more shots this season than he did in his first three seasons. Like that's, crazy. that's, I mean, that's, that's wild. I mean, he's, yeah. he's up to 241 shots right now. He had two, uh, 259 in his first three seasons. That's 145 games, Pat. That's not like, that's, man. that's crazy. And, you know, and you know, he didn't shoot for a very high percentage this year. He's shooting for, he's shooting almost 15%. That's where I think you kind of have to be like, all right, if that's the new norm, that's great. But if what he did before is closer to normal, that's the stats say that next year could be a little bit tougher. But, you know, but listen, I mean, if he shot at the if he shoots at the same, you know, the cumulative rate, if he shoots like 10 percent, like his average right now because of the seasons, like 10 percent for his career, that's still like a 25, 30 goal score every year. Mm-hmm. I'll take that. Thank you sure. very much. Like, yeah. you know, because, you know, again, like. Was he supposed to be the number one center? No. Is he now? Yeah. But, you know, what's what's stopping Dylan Cousins from being that in the future? What's stopping yeah. Peyton Krebs from being that in the future? Nothing. Right. Nothing. They're, they're still stupid young. Like, that's that's that that's the fun part. You know, Casey Middlestad, I mean, who knows? May, you know, if he if he can bust out, he, that, that dude just keeps plugging at it and ke- keeps getting better every year. So, like, you know, good for him. He hasn't, like, given up on things. You know, if he, if he gave up the way the fans gave up on him, he'd have been, he'd have been done two years ago. Like, you know, same thing for Tage though. Like these guys don't give up. They don't, they don't stop working at it. And, you know, it's, you know, I think a a big credit to that goes to what they've got in place now because those guys work with them at it as opposed to, you know, 
you know, punishing them for, you know, not back checking or not doing this or, you know, playing poorly with two guys that shouldn't be in the NHL. Like that, that kind of stuff doesn't really happen now. I'm, uh, I'm almost embarrassed at how much I used to make fun of Tate Thompson being part of that trade for Ryan O'Reilly. It's almost at this point, uh, embarrassing. We'll, we'll talk more Sabres next week. Again, it'll be their second last game. And, uh, I look forward to the off season. And like I said, draft with the NFL feels a lot of content. So does mm-hmm. hockey. I I'm looking forward when you and Lance at maintenance day and you know, when the season's over and you have no, you know, no, uh, no choice but to turn your attention towards the draft when it comes to the Sabres. I'll yeah. be looking forward to that content. But you know what's funny? So, well, it ain't funny at all, actually. We we talked NFL draft. We talked Shane Wright, little NHL draft. Let's talk uh, our starting five draft every week. And <laughs> it's not funny, man. Uh, listen, it's not listen funny. You, you were doing a victory lap for pulling a rabbit out of your hat with that with that insane 80s sitcom 90s 90s i won the 90s guess what i did not you did not win the 80s i came for blood my friend last week so last week we did 80s sitcoms i'm not proud of this joe won with (laughs) 80s 86 percent of the votes and i pulled 14 let me recap what we uh what we picked last week so joe who had the first pick he put he took cheers the golden girls night court Taxi, Growing Pains. I took Family Ties, The Cosby Show, Who's the Boss, Different Strokes, and New Heart. I'm I'm embarrassed. You know why I'm embarrassed? I'm embarrassed because I fancy myself an 80s expert. I'm all things 80s. I'm still all about the 80s. I listen to 80s music. I watch the 80s TV shows. 80s movies, pop culture, stuff like that. And then getting handed an 86 to 14 ass whipping is <laughs> disgraceful. And by the way, so we've done, God, I, I you know, I, I don't have it in front of me. We've done a lot of these. This is the second biggest blowout in the history of our polls. The second biggest blowout ever. The only one that was ever a bigger blowout was, uh, well, it was only a couple months ago, Christmas time. We did a Christmas songs draft and or Christmas movies. No, it was Christmas songs. 89. That's when you pulled 89%. <laughs> no, it was movies. Was it, it was movies? movies. Okay. It was movies. I need to yeah. confirm this because that was going to bother me. <laughs> but the, I, the point here, though, Pat, is that stuff that you love, I crap on your heart about it. Like instantaneously. <laughs> I I like just it, like Shaq dunk all over you with stuff that you like. Cause I ruined your, I ruined Christmas for you single-handedly by, you did. Uh, by destroying you at every single Christmas. Five years I was gone. Five years. I waited to come back to fucking <laughs> Buffalo for snow and, you know, feeling festive and authentic Christmas. And in two weeks you ruined my Christmas, which by the way, it was Christmas movies. You okay. had 89% to my 11. And you also <laughs> killed me in Christmas songs too. That was 80 yeah. to 20. That was an 80 to Oof. 20. So what a fucking terrible Oof. Christmas for me. But anyway, oh, great. this Super category, Christmas. um, I, 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 I there's nothing I could have done that would have won. But I, I will say the big mistake I made that probably cost me some points for sure was taking the Cosby show instead of the Golden Girls. Mm-hmm. That, you know, and then I got the mm-hmm. typical comments that somebody asked me if you had the first three picks because Night Court was a steal. <laughs> and I told you, by the way, I told you yeah. at the time. I said, as soon as you picked them, I said, Night yeah. Court, that's a steal. 
Mm-hmm. And it was. But mm-hmm. yeah, many people were asking if you had the first three picks of the draft. Some people were asking if you did any <laughs> if I traded, research. If I, if I did any research, if I traded away future <laughs> draft picks and future polls so that you could have the first three, shit like that. It was it was pretty embarrassing. But, uh, you know, let's see if we could do better this week or at least make this relatively close. We did decide, by the way, we, we did make it. I made an executive decision. I shouldn't say we. I made this executive decision. But you agreed with me, to be fair. Mm-hmm. We were going to go 90s, 80s, 70s. Then I said, I don't think a lot of people, the 70s isn't going to resonate with that many people who listen to this podcast or just period. The Mm -hmm. 80s was pushing it for us in terms of stuff that we watched. You know, and people who who enjoy this podcast, some of them will watch it, but mostly, you know, reruns or they hear about it. 70s, you're getting in the territory, man, that shows are 40 to 50 years old. Yeah. I really don't think people are going to have opinions on them, so to speak. And at the end of the day, these polls are fun, but it's also about engagement with our, mm-hmm. with our fans, with people who listen and who watch. And we want to hear what you guys think and stuff like that. And getting interacting with, with uh, the results in, in the poll is half the fun of doing this. And mm-hmm. I really don't think when you go all the way back to the seventies and you have to come up with 10 TV shows from the seventies, that would have been really hard. I yeah. mean, we could have done it. We could have done it. We could have, but like that would have required doing research on like uh, what Nickelodeon TV land, you know, like going like, I mean, <laughs> these shows were like on TV land right, you know, right. Like 15 but, years ago. I mean, there were game changing shows that were added like on the family and the Jeffersons and stuff like that, that really mm-hmm. transcended things and, you know, kind of changed the game and first started covering controversial topics and stuff like that. And you had uh welcome back card. I mean, I, we probably, we, again, we could have came up with enough, but I, I just mm-hmm. felt like it wouldn't resonate. So what I did, and we're not going to do this every week, but what Joe and I came up with is using a famous name or a name and then coming up with famous people who had that name. So this is another sprinkle, something we'll add in from time to time. So this week we're going to draft our starting five is going to be first name, Chris, pretty self-explanatory, man. We're going to draft five guys each whose first name is Chris or Christopher or some variation Mm -hmm. Of but Chris. as long as as long as they're known in some version of Chris, like right, you've heard that like Christopher Reeve, I've heard him called Chris Reeve. I'm saying his name because his his picture's right in front of me right now on the video. Um, mm-hmm. I, I hopefully I didn't give away a, a pick here, but <laughs> um, I but like you know you've heard him called Chris sometimes, but like if somebody's got like a name sure. where it's like you've literally never heard them called Chris, then it's like all right, man, like and one stretching it. One other thing too, as well, because. I always tell, you know, a couple people at work, which again, this is, it's kind of, I enjoy it. Even though I get my ass, I don't enjoy getting my ass kicked, but I do enjoy the fact that people listen and, and they have opinions on these. And, and even at work uh, earlier this week, once we knew we were going to do this, somebody says, so what poll are you doing this week? And I said, uh, we're going to do first name Chris. And they go, well, does that include character names? Which it does. So just yeah. so you know that. So you know, if there's a TV actor named Chris, I'm not going to say any names in case one of us decide to. <laughs> right. To, uh, but, you know, if there's a TV character whose name is Chris or Christopher or whatever, that would be eligible. So famous people, first name, Chris. I'm on the clock first. And I'll tell you, I think we both had a big advantage. I think to some extent now your roster was just flat out better than mine last week. It was. But it was an advantage for you to pick chairs first. Oh, just sure. like in the 90s. I think it was kind of deciding when I got to pick Seinfeld first two weeks ago. I could be wrong, but in my opinion, 
I, I think, think he, I think I he won two weeks ago because of TGIF, which blows my mind. But right, that's, well, that's yeah, another thing. But my point was Seinfeld was a huge advantage because I think he was a clear cut yeah. number one, just like Cheers was a clear cut number one. With Chris, I could be wrong, but I'm not sure that there's a clear cut number one. So mm. we'll see how it plays out. Yeah. Well, I got. I, I sorry. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll, right, see, well, we'll I, see how this works. I got first pick and. After thinking, and again, I've had all week to think about it too because I had the first pick and I knew that. I'm going to go with Chris Rock. And let me say this too. I don't give a shit about the Will Smith stuff, okay? That doesn't have one one ounce, one bearing whatsoever. Not one? Not, not one ounce. ounce. Nothing. Okay. Zero. Chris, I'm taking Chris Rock first overall, not for votes because of what the bullshit with Will Smith. Chris Rock to me is potentially on the Mount Rushmore of my favorite comedians of all time. Mm -hmm. I think he's, again, the Will Smith shit that's happened recently aside, which I don't give a shit about. This guy has been killing it for years and years and years. He followed the path of Eddie Murphy. You know, one of the, one of, to me, one of the greatest comedians, Red Fox, these guys, Richard Pryor, he's falls in that kind of line. He's been a huge success for a long time. I, I love his talking points. I think he's funny. Um, I think he tells good stories. I don't think he's the greatest actor in the world, but he's been in some movies that have done very well too. Mm -hmm. So again, in, in a field where I'm not sure that there's a clear cut number one, I'm taking him because again, to me, if you said who are your Mount Rushmore comedians, and I haven't thought about it. So it just came out of my mouth right now, but I would, I would strongly, he might be on it. So Chris is the name. Chris Rock's going to be my first pick. That's going to give you two. I, you're saying you're not picking him for the Will Smith thing, but that's surely going to help. Like, it, that's, I mean, it's fresh in the mind of everybody. So, yeah, you're like, I'm not is. taking him because of that. It just happens to work out that that, you know, that'll I'll thing. tell you, though, Joe, honestly, and I would take <laughs> I would take a lie detector test. You watch Monday Night Raw. You saw yeah. Elias pa passes lie detector. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> if we did this draft before the Oscars, if we did this exact draft and I had the first pick, I'd still, Chris Rock would still be my first pick. I swear okay. to God, he would be. Okay. Well, I mean, I got to take you at your word and I trust you. So yeah, uh, no, you don't. <laughs> not one bit, not as far as I can throw you. So, uh, <laughs> but you know what? That That's fine. That's fine. Hey, as long as you're, as long as you can live with yourself for it, that's fine. <laughs> that, that's fine. Um, I got the next two. So, there's considering your your latest uh, movie run. Uh, I'm very surprised you did not take Chris Evans. Mm. Yeah, Captain America. Like yeah. I, I am pretty shocked that that was not, you know, right at the forefront of your mind uh, of Chris's because, like, I, I mean, geez, I saw your rankings. You you put Winter Soldier as your number one at least so far. Last no. last time I looked, anyway. But, it's it's now it's slipped by this much to number two. Okay. Right. Avengers Age of Ultron so far. And I've watched 17, by the way. So I got 10 wait, more. Wait, to go. wait, 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 wait. Time out. Uh, Age okay. of Ultron's your number one? Pause the draft, folks. Yeah. Yeah. By this much, man. It was good. Ooh. It was good. Was it? Yes. Mm, I loved it. Okay. Well, Winter Soldier hey, was listen. awesome too, though. But yes, Chris, Chris, Chris Evans. Okay. Put it this way, Chris Evans would be number two on my list. So it's not like he's okay. No all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Okay, 
Okay, we'll, we'll come back to that Ultron thing at some point in the future. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I've been watching. I've been watching a lot of NBA playoffs, and obviously, my my beautiful, wonderful New Orleans Pelicans are shocking the world by making the playoffs and <laughs> playing playing number one Phoenix Suns. And even in the series now, baby, they took home court away against uh, former uh, star of the Pelican Hornets, Pelicans. Uh, Hornets. I don't think he made it to New Orleans. I don't think he made it to the Pelicans part of the naming, but uh, Chris Paul. Okay. Uh, Chris Paul is my is my next pick because he's. I very begrudgingly have to say he's probably he's one of the best point guards I've ever watched. Like he's he's an incredible talent. He he's, is. You know, like the, the Suns run last year was amazing with him. Like he was just. You know, now that he's like the, the you know the the old vet guy, he and still performing the way he does is incredible. As much as I hate it, because he he basically you know whimpered his way out of going out of New Orleans and turned into a whole mess. But like you know, I, I got to give him credit. I get, he's he's too damn good. He's friggin' outstanding. He's a first ballot Hall of Famer. He's he's something else, man. He he's just. He's able to control the game. He's able, to, he, you know, he can dish it. He can score it. He, you know, he can steal. He does all this stuff. He's just he's a, an absolutely phenomenal player and an all timer. I'll give you this much: no matter how this poll plays out, we like to bust each other's balls. One thing I will not be able to accuse you of is pandering for votes with that pick. <laughs> I can't accuse you of pandering for votes. Well, I, I, I know we, we don't have a lot of NBA fans. Listening. No. It's a good you know, pick. I like the pick, but I mean, he, I mean, again, maybe it's just my brain because he's at the for he's at the forefront of my mind. Mm -hmm. But like, I don't know. Fine, yeah. I mean, we're gonna have a bunch of other famous Chris. He's one like, of the best three or four point guards who's ever played basketball. Right, and, and I, you know what? As far he's been as, doing it forever too. Oh well, yeah, high level. And as far as being a famous Chris, I mean, I don't know. He's a he's a top ten for me anyway. Oh, absolutely. Obviously, he's a top top three for me. So yeah, absolutely, absolutely man. All right, so I got two here. Um, my first one, this one is an easy one. This mm -hmm. would have been in my top three. I had him three overall. Chris Evans was number two, by the way, on my big board. So okay. like I said, I would have picked him too. as fucking Captain America. But uh, Chris Farley, man. And yeah. also, obviously, one of the great tragic stories uh, mm -hmm. of pop culture ever. Um, you know, his life got cut short. This dude's just, oh, my God. Find something he was in and that he, that he didn't make you laugh at. You know, it's it just mm -hmm. hilarious. And I like stupid self-morgue humor too, obviously. But, you know, Tommy Boy, all these, I could go on and on. And I, of course, Saturday Night Live, him and Adam Sandler. To mm -hmm. me, that was my favorite era of of, uh, of Saturday Night Live ever when when he was yeah. one of the, one, one of the no, main that stars. Was, that was the absolute best era. Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Without, without question. So I'm going to go Chris Farley and I'm going to head back to the MCU universe for the next one. Now, Chris Evans would have been my first pick for sure, but I'm going to go Chris Helmsworth. And the reason why Chris Helmsworth, I'm picking him and straight up, I know it's pretty much only for one role, but of the MCU characters, Thor's been my favorite. Mm -hmm. And again, yeah. that's really debatable because Captain America is right there too. But Chris mm -hmm. Evans has done other stuff too. By the way, Chris Evans let me ask you a question, and then I'll circle back to Chris Hensworth there. This <laughs> is to bash a, on my picks here. No, 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 no. Okay. This is actually, no, this isn't a bash at all. Okay. You ever see the movie, uh, what's it called? Not another teen movie. It's yes. a parody. 
Chris Evans incredible. was fucking hilarious. <laughs> incredible in that, in that movie. Uh, I love that movie. Him loved and, uh, that movie. <laughs> him and uh, his quick drop in and Scott Pilgrim. Uh, Scott Pilgrim is another great one. Mm-hmm. Like that's like super. That's that's such a Chris Evans role. It, I I don't think he gets that role without doing not another teen movie. Yeah, honestly, but I like, agree. I agree. But that, but like, not that. Oh man, not another t- those those parody movies. Those you know those uh, satire like what the parody movies like that. Mm-hmm. There's they've gotten so bad over the like the last 10, 15 years. That's one of the last really good ones. Yeah, was that I one? agree because that was that. Oh my god, that that's like piss your pants funny. <laughs> with with Chris Hemsworth, it's almost, almost like I'm saying, please everyone go vote for Joe because he took Chris Evans. <laughs> <laughs> I no, just you heard it. Pat said I, it. Vote I, for I me. forgot about that movie because well, be, I thought of that because Chris Evans' <laughs> work to me at least is a one-trick pony, whereas Chris Evans has done other stuff that I've enjoyed. But Chris Hemsworth as Thor, man, again, that's my favorite character. Yeah, dude is obviously stacked. He's built. He, he's he's great in action, and he's also really fucking funny. And these th- and I and again, yeah. I've seen I've seen some of the MCU stuff with him that I haven't included on my binge yet. That I'm you know, writing about and reviewing, but, um, anyway, you haven't seen I, his I best him movie his... yet. Hmm? You haven't seen his best movie yet. So no, I, 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 I have a feeling when, when you watch that, you're going to, that's going oh, to be your number one. About. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, I, I like him. So that that's what I'm going to roll with. So that, damn, we've covered two MCU guys now. Mm-hmm. You're up. You got two. Uh, well, make it three. Uh, (laughs) uh, thankfully there's, uh, the MCU universe, the Marvel universe covered the, cover the base of the Chris's cause I got to pick Chris Pratt, uh, him, him as star Lord. This is your night galaxy. Oh, this is my night. Okay. Him as star Lord is incredible. Him in, um, parks and rec uh just phenomenal like Andy it, Dwyer Andy yeah Dwyer, man. yeah mouse rat yeah. the whole thing like those two roles like that's those are career making roles just you know just those two alone then he's in the 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 latest Jurassic Park movies um yeah you know, Jurassic World you know he's become like the, he's the guy in those movies and it's like man like that's you know I mean listen I get the the off-screen stuff he's kind of a weirdo and you know whatever everybody's everybody in hollywood's weird you know like that's <laughs> let's i'm not gonna hold weird one weird against another but like uh but he's uh i mean his weird's a little bit uh, cringy weird but um but he's but i mean like man uh, taking a comic entity like guardians of the galaxy which i don't think tons of people really knew about like I mean, I I consider myself pretty savvy on comics. I wasn't very big up on Guardians of the Galaxy, so like to see that and have that you know the whole movie play out and turn into like you know uh, you know but I think they're making a third one now. So uh, the fact that that's you know become a big thing is is pretty amazing. And sure. he's he's a he's a major he's a major part of that. And you yeah. know, but like yeah, him as Andy. I mean, geez big doofus that he was I <laughs> loved Andy. him on that show, so man. good so good so yeah i gotta go chris pratt uh and here's our first here's our first one where it's not going to be just just known as chris and you could probably argue he's not really known as chris but uh christopher walken mm-hmm. uh 
uh, I don't, I don't know how much I need to talk up Christopher Walken, honestly, because I'm not going to do, I'm not going to do a crappy impression of him. Uh, um, <laughs> I can't either. I, I, I would I, if I could. I can't. You know, I, I got it in my head. I don't have the courage to do it on a microphone right now, but because um, I don't, because nobody can do it as well as Jay Moore ever did it. But um, yeah, but yeah, but like Walken, my God, what a the the number of different roles he's had where he is either playing like this maniacal creep or some scary dude or just some goofball. Like this guy has all the range and he does. man. Oh man. Like there, there's some of his, some of his movies, man, where it's just like, you forget that he's in it. Like I, for, I totally forgot he was in a bond. He was a bond villain. Uh, totally forgot about that. Like back in the day, um, that movie, uh, one horror movie or like thriller movie, uh, prophecy, the, the prophecy, I should say, terrifying like he's he's terrifying in that he's movie. done a lot man yeah he's it's just lot, tons man. of stuff like all through the 80s where it was just like he was just kind of like under not under the radar because he was getting tons of like big roles but man oh man such a such a great actor i love christopher walken i'll tell you what when when you said chris pratt i immediately thought a night court is is a steal <laughs> man that's going to be i still like my team but i feel like i could have put this away I should have taken Chris Farley. I think I would have. I think that. I think I'd be in a definitive control if I take uh, Chris Farley. Damn, I'm, I'm not happy about Chris Pratt. I'm a huge Parks and Rec fan. And by the way, to your point, Gardens of the Galaxy. I watched the first two because that's part of the chronological order. So I've gotten to see oh, okay. those. I wasn't both. sure if you'd seen them yet. Yeah, I've seen them both, and they were. In fact, Gardens of the Galaxy is. I, I power ranked the first seventeen. I've seen Gardens of the Galaxy. The first one is mm. three. I liked yeah. it a lot. I didn't, yeah. Gardens of the Galaxy two was alright, but it, yeah. I didn't like it nearly as much as uh, as I did the first. But anyway, that that's a real good pick. All right, so I got my last two here. This will, um, I'm reaching out to wrestling fans and I guess maybe some metalheads too. But mm-hmm. Chris Jericho, I, I gotta pick Chris Jericho. He's one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. And at this point, with his career, dude, as long as he's been doing it thirty years. And he's still a big, big star. Mm-hmm. He's had some incredible runs. He's reinvented himself time and time again. Mm-hmm. And again, this is me being a wrestling mark right now, talking about Chris Jericho, but whatever. I'm a mark. And, and I love Chris Jericho. <laughs> and I, you know, I actually kind of like Fozzie a little bit too, which is funny because I am not whatsoever a heavy metal dude whatsoever mm-hmm. at all. But I've liked a couple Fozzie songs. So I'm going to go Chris Jericho. And then. You know, I am going to reference back to the graphic if you're watching this, by the way, on YouTube, which, by the way, watch this shit on YouTube and subscribe, like all that fun stuff. Help us grow this channel. But um, Christopher Reeve, Superman. I mean, what, what more is it really to say? All these movies and all these superheroes and whether it's Marvel, MCU, all, all this other stuff. This is the OG. But to me, anyway, I'm talking about mm-hmm. movies. Christopher Reeve as Superman is the first thing that I personally really remember well. Mm-hmm. And, and he was great. I mean, it sucked what ended up happening to him and all. But, uh, yeah. I mean, again, not a lot of explanation really needed for me. Yeah. Yeah, because quite frankly, I don't know a lot about Christopher Reeve beyond him being Superman. But he's fucking Superman. So, that's good enough for me. Yeah. I, I don't know. When you have an iconic role and, like, you set the standard for for everybody like everybody like every other superman movie they've done they've been like well is he as good as christopher reeve yeah and that's even after there were two really shitty superman movies too yeah like superman three and four are 
freaking awful. Whatever like, the one was, horrible the, movies. I remember this Joe as a kid. I was a kid. I was a young kid too, by the way. But whatever Superman that had Richard Pryor in it as a bad Superman guy. Three. All right, I seen that at the movie theater. I actually remember uh, being at. I remember being at the movie theater and seeing. It. Yeah, it was shit. But anyway, it's uh, still Superman. It's Christopher Reeve. I saw Superman three on TV and I was like, what the hell is this? Like the thing with the lady turned into the, like a robot mod, like what the, what is happening? I, I didn't even like, make, making Richard Pryor a bad guy to like get lost. Just, <laughs> just, stop it. Yeah, stop you, you got, you got the last pick here. So there's a lot to pick from here. Um, but I think the guy that I got to settle on, and th this again is probably maybe our draft from last week being fresh in my mind, but also one of my favorite movie trilogies of all time being in my mind. And it's Christopher Lloyd. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I, we talked about taxi last week, but the back to the future trilogy is like, sure. Arguably one of the greatest trilogy, you know, three set of three movies, star Wars, whatever. But like those three movies, even with the, the like Back to the Future three being a little bit weird, still great. Like all three of those movies are are freaking outstanding. And you know Christopher Lloyd. I mean he, Lloyd's done so many like you know smaller role things here and there, uh, where it's just kind of like wow, wow, yeah, he did that. Oh yeah, he was the voice of that. Like he was he was in he was in one of the Star Trek films. I think it was Star Trek three, two or three. He was in uh he's he's gonna be in one of the like i think he's gonna be in like uh the mandalorian i think he's gonna be in or like really? one, of the, one of the future star wars things he's getting a, he's getting a role in so like okay like one of the very few handful of guys that's gonna get a star trek and star wars role um but like uh, you know as a voice talent you know who framed roger rabbit as judge doom holy god was he terrifying in mm -hmm. that like what a what a scary character judge doom was and he like that's a role where like I don't know that you find anybody else that can own that role without, you know, really getting like some, you know, Oscar level type of person in that. But I, even then, I don't think anybody plays it as well. Lloyd does, man, just such a, such a great dude. And like, I don't know that anybody's ever had like a bad thing ever to say about Christopher Lloyd. <laughs> yeah. He just seems to be like universally beloved. So yeah, really likable, love him and everything that he's been in. And yeah, like, yeah, I, I, I'm I'm now mad at myself. I didn't take him higher. <laughs> <laughs> this is a poll. Well, I'll, I'll give I'll give my thoughts on it in a minute. I, I've re I wrote down some other Chris's that neither of us took. And I'll tell you, I'm glad you didn't take this guy. I thought about it and I didn't. And I admit it would have been fishing for votes because he's such a big Bills fan. But Chris Berman oh. is a guy we could have taken Chris Berman. I think we that would have played well in the polls. Neither of us did. That's so. no. You talk about not pandering. That would have been pandering. That would have been. That's the anti Chris Paul pick. That's is that's, picking, that's <laughs> pandering. Is picking Chris to the Berman. ultimate degree. Yeah. Like Chris Berman. Um, I'm right. I have a list here in front of me. Chris Cornell. Uh, oh my God. Chris. Uh, oh. For all the Republicans Frick. out there, Chris Christie. Uh, Chris Weber, basketball player. Chris Isaac, great singer. Yeah. Uh, Christopher McDonald, who, by the way, is yeah. shooter from yeah. uh, Happy Gilmore. Chris <laughs> Everett, you could have been a girl, yeah. tennis player. Chris Everett mm -hmm. Lloyd. Um, Chris Chelios, great hockey player. Christopher Cross, I'm kind of mad I didn't mm. take him because I don't give a shit how soft his music was. Christopher Cross sailing that is, to this that is day. Yacht rock. 
Arthur's Yacht theme. Rock, man. So I love Yacht Rock, bro. That, <laughs> I do. I Chris Christopher Cross. I'm kind of mad I didn't take him. Uh, Chris I, Jury. I'm, I'm furious at myself about Chris Cornell. I am so I am so goddamn mad at myself <laughs> right now. Chris Jury, former yeah. Buffalo Saber. Would I think that would have played well? Yeah. And then then. Christopher Columbus, if you want to get yeah. historical, I guess. <laughs> you want to let me pick one of history's greatest villains, Christopher <laughs> Columbus. <laughs> uh, another funny. one that one that I had in mind when I when I was saying like you got they gotta be known as Chris or Christopher, or like you mm -hmm. know, you just can't like because one of the other names was Christian. And Christian Bale was fresh in my mind. I was like, I oh. can't in in the best of my minds, I could not take Christian Bale because has he ever literally been called Chris Bale? I've never heard. If of I called him Chris Bale, you'd be like, "Who the hell's that?" Right, I agree. <laughs> um, one I did say because I did say, and neither of us ended up drafting a, a, a character name by Chris or Christopher. Mm -hmm. But one I did think about, and I mentioned this at the beginning, was you know would be eligible Christopher Maltesanti. If you yeah. wanted to go Sopranos, I mean, yeah. in reality, it's Michael and Perry. But you know, Christopher yeah. Maltesanti is a I don't know. We'll have to think on that before we do another name one if that should even yeah. be eligible. Yeah, I. Anyway, I don't I don't like character names being in me neither. Fuck that. Vote it yeah. down. That's never, <laughs> that's never gonna happen. Let's recap who we did take. So I selected Chris Rock, Chris Farley, Chris Hemsworth, Chris Jericho, Christopher Reeve. Joe drafted Chris Evans, Chris Paul, Chris Pratt, Christopher Walken, Christopher Lloyd. I'm gonna be completely and utterly honest with you. This is my honest, unbiased take. Mm -hmm. I don't think either team is going to dominate this poll. I would say I would give you the edge a hundred percent for sure, but I'm not sure. Although I personally agree with it. I don't know how Chris Paul will play. I think if you would have taken a different Chris instead of Chris Paul, I think you would have been locked city. I think this is going to be pretty close. I, I would still give you the edge because I think people are going to say your roster is deeper. Whereas Chris Jericho, mm -hmm. To your Chris that Paul might, might not, not play, play well. well. Yeah, yeah, it might not play well with non-wrestling fans. Right. And uh, plus, they might say, oh, you, fucking, you got all Steve on. They'll start giving me 10,000 wrestlers <laughs> who are better than Chris Jericho. <laughs> so yeah. I don't know how that'll play out. So I think there's one on each side that might not play well. Yeah. When it comes down to a four-on-four, yeah. we'll see. I Chris yeah, Rock, maybe the Will Smith thing might help a little bit with Chris mm -hmm. Rock, too. I think your roster is a little bit deeper. I'll, I'll give you that much. I don't know. Breaking Chris it Branson down. Like, steel. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, probably. Um, I don't know that he's as likable as Chris Hemsworth. I think that might be, that might be a big factor. Um, obviously Chris Rock and Chris Farley are, those are big winners for you, but like, I don't know. I don't know. This is tough. This is tough. Like if, you know, Christopher Reeves old and he might not resonate either. Christopher Lloyd is more, I think he's still more pop culture relevant than Christopher Reeve. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So, and he was, uh, there was a movie he did with uh, where he played Bob Odenkirk's dad. It was basically like uh, Bob Odenkirk, like a version of falling down, but like where he's just like this total badass dude and he's just whooping up on guys. Like mm -hmm. these people like keep, keep trying to like cross him and he just beats the crap out of it. Uh, what the heck? I forget the name of the movie. But like I watched that a few weeks ago, and like I was like, "Holy crap!" I was like, "What's Christopher Lloyd doing in this?" Oh my god, Christopher Lloyd's kicking people's ass now! Like this is amazing. <laughs> um, but like, uh, but yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, Christopher. I, I don't know. I don't know. This is this is tough. That's like, what I'm it, saying. It's this is uh... at first blush. I was like, I don't know. I, th I at first blush, I think you you get you'll get this 
pretty handily, but I don't know. I don't know. Maybe we're overthinking it now. Could be. I, I would say if this was like hockey or basketball playoffs, I feel like the last two weeks it felt like a a one verse eight or maybe a two verse seven at most. This feels like a a four verse five. I honestly, mm-hmm. I don't know that either side has a, a clear advantage over the other. It'll be fun though. I look forward to discussing this next week. And again, it's going to be a big week next week. Mm-hmm. We will be on. Joe and I will be taping this immediately after the NFL draft. So there'll be tons to talk about with that. Of course, Buffalo Sabres play on Thursday night as well. Second last game of the season. We'll talk about that. Uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll, I don't even know if we're going to be able to draft something. There's going to be so much <laughs> other shit to talk about. We might be having a three-hour podcast taping yeah. at three in the morning next week. We'll see We'll see how Oof. that happens. But everyone, of course, give Joe a follow at JoeYurden716. Make sure you check out the Maintenance Day podcast. Joe Yurden, Lance Lazowski. Wait, who's Joe Yurden716? Who's that guy? Is that my all, evil alter ego? Oh, no. You, you don't get a 716. No. It's just at Joe Yurden. Yeah. I was thinking of Aaron Quinn 716. Yeah. Man. That's kind of embedded into my head but anyway (laughs) i now need to create that account thanks (laughs) thanks for doing the pod bro i'll talk to you next week man thanks buddy always fun